Section 15 of Prefaces and Prologues to Famous Books. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Giessen. Prefaces and Prologues to Famous Books. Edited by Charles W. Eliot preface to the first folio edition of shakespeare's plays sixteen twenty three little more than half of shakespeare's plays were published during his lifetime and in the publication of these there is no evidence that the author had any hand seven years after his death john hemming and henry cundall two of his fellow actors collected the unpublished plays and in sixteen twenty three issued them along with the others in a single volume usually known as the first folio when one considers what would have been lost had it not been for the enterprise of these men it seems safe to say that the volume they introduced by this quaint and not too accurate preface is the most important single book in the imaginative literature of the world to the great variety of readers from the most able to him that can but spell there you are numbered we had rather you were weighed especially when the fate of all books depends upon your capacities and not of your heads alone but of your purses well it is now public and you will stand for your privileges we know to read and censure do so but buy it first that doth best commend a book the stationer says then how odd soe'er your brains be or your wisdoms make your license the same and spare not judge your six penn'orth your shillings worth your five shillings worth at a time or higher so you rise to the just rates and welcome but whate'er you do buy censure will not drive a trade or make the jack go and though you be a magistrate of wit and sit on the stage at blackfriars or the cockpit to arraign plays daily no these plays are had their trial already and stood out all appeals and do now come forth quitted rather by a decree of court than any purchased letters of commendation it had been a thing we confess worthy to have been wished that the author himself had lived to have set forth and o'er seen his own writings but since it hath been ordained otherwise and he by death departed from that right we pray you do not envy his friends the office of their care and pain to have collected and published them 
and so to have published them as where before you were abused with divers stolen and surreptitious copies maimed and deformed by the frauds and stealths of injurious impostors that exposed them e'en those are now offered to your view cured and parfit of their limbs and all the rest absolute in their numbers as he conceived them who as he was a happy imitator of nature was a most gentle expresser of it his mind and hand went together and what he thought he uttered with that easiness that we are scarce received from him a blot in his papers but it is not our province who only gather his works and give them you to praise him it is yours that read him and there we hope to your divers capacities you will find enough both to draw and hold you for his wit can no more lie head than it could be last read him therefore and again and again and if then you do not like him surely you are in some manifest danger not to understand him and so we leave you to other of his friends whom if you need can be your guides if you need them not you can lead yourselves and others and such readers we wish him john hemming henry cundall end of section fifteen Recording in Early Modern English by Martin Giessen in Hazelmere, Surrey.